The next reading is taken from a biography of Jesus called The Gospel of John, which can be found on your seats, and it will start on page three. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. It was early October, and we were just outside Riga in Latvia in the Baltic. The conference center was isolated. It was in the middle of a vast pine forest. I had stepped out of the center before breakfast and walked into the woods. It was still dark. And I was thinking about the Christmas carol services, and I found myself on a small ridge. As dawn broke all around me, I noticed that there were indentations in the ground, and as the light got clearer, I realized I was standing in the middle of a 70-year-old defensive system of trenches. I went in for breakfast. My friends were from Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia. They spoke to me of the forest brothers of General Oskars Kalpaks and of the battle that had been fought on that site in 1944. Conversation, as you can imagine, rapidly turned to February and March 2022 and of the experience of those living on the border with Russia as Ukraine invaded and how it was that children in the schools every couple of minutes couldn't but check their telephones to see what progress had been made. And then it was the plane back to England, and that weekend, Hamas. There was a period towards the end of the 20th century where everything seemed profoundly rosy. Books were written, an essay, Francis Fukuyama, famous essay, The End of History, how the advance of Western democracies would bring an end to all the darkness and disorder of this world. Things are very different. And this makes the most famous of all Christmas readings so apposite 
whoever we are, whether we find ourselves in the world, in this dark world, whatever the circumstance. I'd like us to turn to page three, if you would please, of John's account. He was commissioned by Jesus to write this. And we're going to note the inextinguishable light of Christmas, the unavoidable facts of Christmas, the incomparable gift of Christmas, the light. There's no doubt that the figure described as the word in the opening three or four lines is Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth. The word is described as he there in sentence two. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Verse 14 confirms it. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. When you ponder it, that title, the word, is brilliantly chosen. It's mildly subversive. We've read half a page. We're really into it before we realize who is being spoken of. It's suggestive. The word, speech, communication, God. It's significant. God created all that is created with just a word. In the beginning was the word. I've often wondered and pondered what it would look like if one were to draw up a CV or a resume for the character described in the opening four lines. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. The life was the light of men date of birth. At the beginning, former associates, the word was with God, qualifications, the word was God, previous work experience, all things were made through him, strengths, in him was life, that life was the light of men. It's an extraordinary way of putting it, isn't it? We might say, in him was light. That light was the life of men. No, in him is divine life. That life from God lights men and women up. And then the negative brings definition. All things were made through him. Without him was not anything made that has been made. Nothing that has been made was made without him. Jesus was in the beginning. Jesus was with God. Jesus is God. Jesus made everything. Nothing was made without Jesus making it. In Jesus, we find divine life. This divine life lights up the darkness. His life brings us Light. 
Thursday this week, we had a Thanksgiving service for a very well-known city worker, a banker. The speaker at the service was the professor of mathematics, John Lennox. Professor Lennox had this to say. Cosmologists tell us that 13 billion years ago, the world came into being from subatomic particles no bigger than the grain of sand. 2,000 years ago, the creator of the universe entered his handiwork in a seed no larger than a grain of sand in the womb of a young girl. Our family's just experienced a new birth. I was not the father. Nothing supernatural has taken place, nor has there been an ecclesial scandal. One male member of our family, uninitiated in the necessities of infant adoration, caused something of a stir by requesting on day three of the new baby's life that a separate family WhatsApp group be established for baby pictures. (laughs) Seeking to redeem himself on day seven, speaking of his newborn niece, I have held it... This child whose birth we celebrate. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. All things were made through him. In him was life. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. The inextinguishable light The unavoidable facts. There are two that I can see in the next six lines. Verses six through eight introduce some of the factual historical evidence around the life and teaching of Jesus. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light but came to bear witness about the light. We're not dealing here with myth or make-believe fantasy or fiction. This is not fairies at the bottom of the garden or pixies under toadstools. John the Baptist was a figure of history. There are still significant numbers of people in the Middle East today who follow the teaching of John the Baptist. The Baptist came as a witness. He came to bear witness. And the historical testimony of the Baptist with his explanation and expectation of Jesus, is matched by the personal testimony of Jesus' disciples with their experience and eyewitness account. You know, for many years, I thought that the truths of Jesus were somewhere between King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table and Harry Potter Hedwig and the Philosopher's Stone. Then I started to read the eyewitness material for myself. I've read this with multiple skeptics over the years, many of them experts in law, working in law firms around here. Time and again, this is eyewitness testimony. The word became flesh. He dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son, 
from the Father. Won't you read it for yourself? Take it. Read it over Christmas. Follow a Christianity Explore course in the new year. Study with a friend. You will be amazed. The inextinguishable light. The unavoidable fact. Jesus of Nazareth. There is a second unavoidable fact, slightly less comfortable. It's there in sentence 9 through 11. These, I think, are some of the most shocking words in all of the eyewitness accounts of Jesus' arrival into this world. They're read pretty much at every carol service a person might attend. You'll hear them in the service of readings and carols on Christmas Eve from King's College Chapel. They are treasured the world over. They are rarely considered. Let me read them again. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own. And his own people did not receive him. The phrase the world refers to this world order created by Jesus. The phrase did not know him speaks of a refusal to engage with him. A rejection of him. A relational rejection. Once again you see the negatives. The world did not know him. Uh, The world was made through him. The world would not receive him. His own people would have nothing to do with him. Back off, Jesus. The second uncomfortable fact. There's no denying the first uncomfortable fact, the first fact that uh, Jesus is a, a figure of history. He came. You can't deny that. The second uncomfortable fact that men and women choose to reject him. It's so shocking, isn't it? It also shows which side we're on. Reject the light, it's binary. I might put it like this. I I don't know what your favorite Christmas song is. Uh, Until recently, mine has been one of them, has been Driving Home for Christmas by Chris Rare. You know, it's a wonderful song, isn't it? It's so evocative. I knew very, very little about it. I didn't even know it was Chris Rare, who was uh, the, the singer, actually. I'd always assumed it was an American in a Cadillac, and they were on their way from Chicago to somewhere, you know, really rather exotic, like Florida or California or something like that. And I only discovered at lunch last Sunday that Chris Rare comes from Middlesbrough. And that he was driving an Austin Martin. Now, I spoke on this passage just about an hour ago at the four o'clock service, and, and I said, Look, no offense, you know, but if you do come from Middlesbrough, it's not quite as exotic as Hawaii or something like that. Anyway, a bloke came up to me afterwards. He had a wheelie, wheelie suitcase, and he says, I won't try the accent. Oh, I'm, about to, no, I'm, about to get in, I'm about to get in my car to drive to Middlesbrough. So that told me. He said, the people are very nice up there. But imagine you were driving home for Christmas. Imagine you reached the family home. 
Imagine you trailed your coming with announcements, expectation. Imagine the lights were on. The doors were locked. A relative, an uncle or an aunt, comes out, walks straight past you, cuts you completely dead. Shocking, isn't it? He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not know him. He came to his own. His own people did not receive him. Well, if he is the light, to reject him, it's indicative, isn't it? The incomparable gift. Gifts. Do you see it there in verse 12? To all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Gifts. I grew up on on a family farm about a mile away from the nearest house. And I, I guess that's one reason why sometimes things at Christmas were how can I put it, mildly eccentric? I think when one lives a long way away from everybody else, you don't realize, I thought it was perfectly normal what was going on. It was only later that gradually I began to understand that everybody else was very odd. But anyway, we had a whole range of gifts. One of the most exciting was a donkey. My father, being a farmer, seeking to save money, thought he'd pick it up in the back of the family estate car On the journey from where the donkey came to our home, it broke loose. It found itself, George was his name, in the passenger seat with his front legs through the steering wheel. And George managed to separate the rim of the steering wheel from the spokes. He made it home. Over the Christmas period, not having time to get to a mechanic, one evening, I think it was Christmas Eve, Our car was stopped by the police. The conversation was fascinating. Well, officer, there was a donkey in the passenger seat of our car. Gifts. I don't know what the most wonderful gift you've ever been given is. Verse 12 speaks of something infinitely more wonderful. To all who did receive him, who believed in his name, He gave the right to become children of God. In him was life, life from God. That life was the light of humanity. Eyes opened to see God for who he is, the world for what it is. He gave the right to become children of God. And that word right is very strong. I have here my birth certificate. I dug it out of a drawer uh, at home just before I came up. It says that I was born in Cromer, of all places. There's me being rude about Middlesbrough. And uh, that my parents were as they are, and, um, or as they were, and that I was born on a date in 19 something or other, which is absolutely none of your business. <laughs> this is my right. Receive the Lord Jesus, and we will have the right to call ourselves God's children. That's an extraordinary privilege. Reject the Lord Jesus, 
we have to ask which side we're on. It's binary. The light shone in the darkness. May I wish you a very, very happy Christmas indeed. <laughs>